You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Friday. Forgive my voice, still kind of fighting off a cold, and that's why this podcast is a little bit later. Was not able to record last night, but wanted to get something up for you all today since... Brandon Ingram is officially an all-star. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. We'll talk about it a little bit more more today, along with some of the changes to the all-star game, which I think are actually really, really cool. And not as nearly complicated as people are making them out to be. And then we'll look at the two games coming up this weekend. We've got the Memphis Grizzlies tonight, a rather important game, and then the Houston Rockets on Super Bowl Sunday. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So you can officially say the Pelicans traded Anthony Davis for an all-star as Brandon Ingram was named to the Western Conference Reserves yesterday. Now, this is going to cause some commotion among other fan bases, particularly the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Los Angeles Clippers, and the Phoenix Suns, all of whom have guys that could make a claim for this spot. Um, but I think you can rule some of them out. Paul George just simply hasn't played enough to be on that roster. Same thing for Carl Anthony Towns. His numbers are great, but he's missed a lot of games. And since he's been back, the team has been losing regularly. And they're arguably better with him off the court than on the court. It is not the case, really, for Brandon Ingram, um, who's really led this team and stepped up his game significantly since coming to New Orleans. You know, Devin Booker is a different story. Certainly, the Suns have a bit of a better record than the Pelicans right now, but overall, you know, you just don't see the impact of him on defense and other areas that make you wonder if he should have been on there. He, he'd have been a worthy candidate. I don't have a problem with that. I think you could maybe argue that he should be on over a guy like Russell Westbrook, though Westbrook has been playing well of late, but I don't know if you can really make a great argument that Brandon Ingram shouldn't be on there. You can maybe make an argument that other guys are better suited for it, but I think Brandon Ingram, whether he was on it or not, is certainly a worthy candidate to have representing New Orleans in the Western Conference All-Star Game. So I don't have a big issue with this, and obviously guys are going to be homers on this, and I'm going to be a homer on this, because I think he's played incredibly, incredibly well. So it's nice just to see that he's on there getting the recognition that he deserves, and certainly seemingly to be the focal point, which he was, of the Anthony Davis trade coming over from Los Angeles. I can freely admit I didn't expect to have this kind of season from him, but it is awesome to see, and it's great that he's getting the recognition that he deserves. So you have Brandon Ingram on there who becomes the eighth player in this franchise history to make an all-star game. Um, the first to play in the All-Star game since Anthony Davis and before that, Chris Paul. Now, if you'll remember, you had um, 
DeMarcus Cousins make the All-Star game, but he tore his Achilles before he was able to play in it, and AD wore that zero Cousins jersey uh, to start the game before switching back to his 23. So it's uh, not a rare thing that's happened in New Orleans. It's just not that many guys who have had this honor um, over the course of the franchise. So very cool to see. It'll be a lot of fun. Now we've got a reason to pay attention to the All-Star game, which we didn't have before. And you know what? They're changing the All-Star game just a little bit to maybe try and make it a slight bit more competitive. And the NBA released an infographic with like seven bullet points on there talking about how the rules are going to be kind of different. And everyone made jokes. And look, the jokes are funny. I enjoyed all of that stuff. The true American references were really good. Um, But it's not that complicated. Basically, they're just kind of playing quarter by quarter, but also over a cumulative game. So this is to encourage teams to kind of compete every quarter. And if you're getting blown out by like 40, maybe you don't just not try then because you still have a chance to do some good here. So it reads, both the NBA All-Star game teams will play blah, 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 and let me go through it. So they will compete to win each of the first three quarters, all of which will start with a score of 0-0 and be 12 minutes long. And they're going to be donating money for each the uh, to a charity of their choice for each quarter one based on the East or the West. So if the West wins quarter one, say they win it 40-10. to 10, They're going to donate the money. The second quarter, even if the East wins it 20-10, to 10, the cumulative score isn't there, but they win that quarter, and they're going to then get to choose to donate where the money goes to. And then at the end of the game, they're doing something that is used in the basketball tournament, if you are all familiar with that. It's something called the Elam ending, which is an alternative ending to NBA games. And they didn't put it in there, but it involves a target score. So at the start of the fourth quarter, the game clock will be turned off. And a final target score will be set. The final target score will be determined by taking the leading team's total cumulative score through three quarters. So say the game is 100 to 90. Then you're going to take that 100 points from those first three quarters and add 24 points to that total. 24 representing the late Kobe Bryant's uniform number. And then once the final target score is set, the teams will play an untimed fourth quarter. And the first team to reach the final target score will win the All-Star game. And they use this example. For example, if the cumulative score of the first three quarters is 100 to 95, the final target score would be set at 124 points, and then its first team to hit 124 points wins. So one team would need to score 24 points, the other team would need to score 29 points in order to win. And then they will donate um, $200,000 to charity for whoever wins the overall game. So it's trying to just make it a little bit more competitive. You have a chance to win each quarter and get some good out of that, whereas you know maybe the three first three quarters don't matter otherwise. It's cool. The Elam ending is a very intriguing thing. It works really, really well in the basketball tournament, and I'm going to be curious to see how teams come down the stretch knowing that you know you can take a shot and potentially win the game or get your team closer. And it means we're also guaranteed to get a game winner in the All-Star game rather than just kind of having it fizzle out as time expires. So it's kind of an intriguing um sorry, uh, riff on this that I think should be kind of fun to do. So I'm excited to watch it, and I'm excited to watch Brandon Ingram, more importantly, in there. And hopefully today we'll hear some good news about the Pelicans' rooks um, playing in the Rising Stars game. 
so we're going to kind of fly quickly through the next two segments here, previewing the weekend for New Orleans since I still can't really talk and my voice is starting to go. Taking on the um, Memphis Grizzlies tonight in the Smoothie King Center. This is an exciting one. Memphis, by the way, is at uh, 524-24. New Orleans, to get to 500, would need to win 10 straight games. That's not great. Memphis is up five in the loss column here, 24 losses to 29 losses for New Orleans. And with the way they're playing, and they're playing exceptionally well, by the way, you know, they had an eight, uh, seven-game winning streak going into that loss on MLK Day to the Pelicans. They lost another game, but now they've won another four straight. So New Orleans is looking to end a streak again for them. And they're playing just good basketball, simple as that. So you need to win this one, and we got to hope that they stumble for the Pelicans to have a chance at making the playoffs. If New Orleans loses this one tonight, they're down six. That might be a little bit too tough with 33 games remaining. Now, they are down a guy or two in this one, two guys to be exact. Jaron Jackson Jr. is out. So is Jay Crowder after that little bit of a farcus up there in New York over stuff we don't need to get into, but that was all just really, really stupid. Um, so we'll see how they play in this one um, without that. Jaron Jackson Jr., by the way, 17.7 points per game, five rebounds per, and he's been shooting well from deep too, um, shooting over 40%. Jay Crowder, 10 points per game. Uh, not being the best scorer, but still playing significant minutes, and he's started every game so far this season for him, uh, for them that he's played in. So he's been good um, and a useful player, but you're losing 27 points per game in this one, so maybe that helps you. But you've still got John Morant. You've got to deal with 17.5 points per game, 7 assists, though Drew Holiday did a very good job defending him on that MLK Day game. You have Dylan Brooks, who's also played extremely well in this one. Over the past 10, I think he's averaging close to 24 points per game. He's averaging 16.3 on the season, along with 3.4 rebounds, 2 assists. He's been very, very good. And on volume shots from deep, almost over 5 per game, shooting above 40%. So this is potentially a tough one. Valanciunas has also been playing well for them. 15 points per game, 10 rebounds. He's been outstanding. They do a couple of things well, particularly they're a very good shooting team, so you really need to get a hand up and disrupt them in their offense. Um, but they do turn the ball over on offense, which is what New Orleans wants to see, and they can get out and run if that's the case. Defensively, they are very stout on the defensive boards, meaning you might not see Zion get as many of those putbacks and second-chance points so he's going to have to make it count the first time he goes towards the rim which we've seen him be able to do but you kind of need to a little bit in this one they also are a fast-paced team which is great because new orleans wants to do that as well they also then don't really force turnovers in the half court so as long as new orleans doesn't have self-inflicted uh wounds here i think they'll sh they should be okay in this one but it's still going to be a tough game it's not going to be easy you will see the mardi gras uniforms get broken out for this one too which is always kind of fun we are hitting that season as the uh, calendar turns towards february so very cool this is going to be a fight and new orleans played well in memphis on mlk day but the thing that concerns me about that game is despite winning by 10 you know it took a record-setting three-point game shooting wise from new orleans to get to that victory and you saw memphis start to storm back in it the three-point shot's not falling i wonder if new orleans is going to be able to stay into this one but with zion back and you didn't have him in that game maybe it'll be a little bit different um, so we'll see. Memphis tonight in the Smoothie King Center. Mardi Gras uniforms cannot wait. The first two picks in this draft, Zion versus Jaw, is going to be a lot of fun.
So today's show brought to you by MyBookie. Are you the type of fan that knows sports well? You can pick any game and call it? Well, then MyBookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. You've got the Super Bowl and all of the really fun different props to bet on in that game. Um, The NBA season and college basketball season. So it's time to get off of the sideline and in on the action with MyBookie. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing. Go to MyBookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you're tired of watching the games and just kind of feeling blah about them bet on it you'll be more into it and you'll have a lot of fun watching it that way and if you join right now my bookie will match your deposit halfway up to a free thousand dollars that means if you deposit two thousand you get an extra one thousand in free money to play with just use promo code locked on nba that's promo code locked on nba to activate the offer and take advantage of my bookie's generous sign up offer visit mybookie.ag today you play you win you get paid so another game for the Pelicans over the weekend as they take on the Houston Rockets Super Bowl Sunday earlier tip-off 2 p.m. Should be a lot of fun, too. The Rockets haven't been amazing this year, I think, but they are 29-18, and 18, fifth in the Western Conference, and they're still playing some very good basketball, though they recently lost, as I'm recording this, to Portland um, pretty convincingly. Um, but they're still the Houston Rockets. You know what they're capable of. James Harden is out there scoring almost 36 points per game. Russell Westbrook putting up 26 points per game. And they have the right type of complementary players, including Eric Gordon, who had an insane game the other day. Now, they've not been great as of late. And since that loss to New Orleans in the Smoothie King Center, um, you've seen them kind of struggle a little bit as they're still, I don't know, just trying to make do with the star power they have, which gets you, you know, to be fair. Pretty pretty far, but it hasn't been as great of basketball as you'd like. James Harden's down about six points per game during that stretch, and he's not shooting particularly great since that game where he didn't play. No Westbrook either, no Capella. Um, and he's only shooting from the field 37%, and from three, shooting under 30%, 28%. That isn't great for him. He's still averaging seven rebounds, seven assists, but those are a far cry from his normal numbers so far this year. And we'll see if that continues or if he's able to kind of turn it back on. He's still a threat and he can nail it from three when he gets hot. But if he isn't, he's scoring much less efficiently um, than he would be otherwise. And that's not really what you want to see. A lot of games where it's taking him 18 points on 18 shots. And that isn't how they are going to win whatsoever. So if you can handle some of that, I think you can potentially win this game. They still shoot threes at an incredible rate, number one in the league. They're not a great three-point shooting team, but with that volume, it kind of makes up for it. Um, So you've got to be careful and clamp down on the free throw line. And also be careful not to foul because they get to the free throw line the third best rate in the league. Defensively, they're okay. They haven't been amazing, but they're not horrible. They're right around the middle of the pack. Offensively, because of the threes, it boosts them up. You've just got to be very careful against them. You guys know what this team is, and frankly, I can't talk much anymore. So why don't we wrap it up there for the podcast today? A little bit shorter, but I wanted to get something out for you all um, with Brandon Ingram being an all-star. So thank you all for listening. Be back with you all on Monday, where hopefully I sound a little bit better. Uh, Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy Chewbacca's if you'll be out at that here in New Orleans, and of course, the two games we've got going on. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nolan Jake on Twitter. I'll see you all on Monday.